Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest, Morgan McCarver, and she's a faith-based author and she's a ceramic artist. And today's talk is going to be all about entrepreneurship, faith-based resiliency, creativity, and uh, building your own brand and business. And I'm happy to welcome her to the show. So Morgan, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be awesome, I can tell. Yeah, so uh, we connected through Podmatch and talk about, you know, kind of your original journey. I know you had some challenges with scoliosis and um, and how that's influenced your work now. Basically, I have always wanted a creative outlet, and that's kind of um, basically the gist of my story. I started dancing when I was young, and that was my creative outlet. That was my passion. I was dancing competitively. And then all of that was taken away when I was 14. I had scoliosis spinal fusion surgery. And so basically I had three different curves in my back creating an S curve type scoliosis. And they were varying by degrees, but they were progressively getting worse. Um, they kind of tracked my progress for three years doing x-rays and things. And after three years, back bracing wasn't working. And so at that point I had to have the spinal fusion surgery. So I have two titanium rods and about 18 screws holding my spine straight now, and that will just be permanent for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and that really completely altered my path because I wasn't able to dance during that year-long recovery process. Mm -hmm. So I took a pottery class. My mom signed me up for just a kid's art camp that summer, and I completely fell in love with it, just that relationship between um, me and the clay and just all of these amazing things that I was able to get out of pottery. The clay is so flexible. And at the time my body was no longer flexible. So I was building this relationship with the clay and starting to hone my craft, finding creativity in that way. Um, and so that's pretty much the starting point for the rest of my life. I say um, from there, I went to college for ceramics and um, I have my own business now and it's led to writing a book and all of these other amazing things that I might never have found if I hadn't had that scoliosis surgery. Yeah. What a, amazing journey and i love how you describe this idea of um pottery and clay and how it's flexible and inflexible and um how you were honing your craft um and you also have an etsy store so you know those links will be in the show notes for the audience to go and check out your work um so one thing is uh talking about so you creative outlets you through ceramic pottery you also um wrote a book as well so kind of share overcoming challenges and embracing opportunities, facing significant challenges, and how these um, experiences shape your outlook on life, art, and how do you advise giving for people facing similar hurdles? Yes, I've experienced a lot of different hurdles um, in my life. So just starting from the scoliosis surgery, that was a year-long recovery process where I wasn't supposed to pick anything up. Um, that was over 10 pounds. I wasn't supposed to bend or twist. Um, I wasn't supposed to do pretty much anything that a teenager wants to do. And that was quite a big hurdle for me. Um, so finding that creative outlet where I could sit and do pottery at the same time and I wasn't hurting my back anyway, I was able to still heal while I was working with my hands. Um, that was very freeing. So I would say if you're physically experiencing a hurdle like that, it's always an amazing outlet to find some kind of creative passion that you're able to do um, or whatever your passion might be, just finding that and being able to have something to look forward to, have a place to go. I always love going to the studio and depending on how the clay is drying, 
Um, it feels like, you know, the clay needs me to be there because if the, I don't go today, the pieces will dry out too quickly. And so having kind of that compatibility and that um, accountability, if you will, between me and the clay or even um, you and uh, a friend, if you go to um, go to play music on the piano together or whatever it might be, if you can find that kind of connection and um, drive to get you there, then that can really change your life and really encourage you to go. Um, but yes, I did write a book, um, God the Artist, and that's about um, just finding all of the Bible verses that talk about pottery. There's so many between the Old and New Testaments, and it's just amazing to really look at these verses from a ceramics background because you can get the gist of the verses um, without knowing ceramics. But when you really dive into the techniques and the properties of the clay and what God is really telling us, it's so much deeper and the symbolism is so much more richer. Um, so that's my hope through this book, God the Artist, is to kind of give you the background that I have and say, while you're learning all these techniques with me, you're also learning how much God loves you through all of this and how my relationship with God was strengthened because he was speaking to me in the language that I understood. Um, being pottery, he would meet me where I was in the studio and really um, build that relationship with me that way. Very fascinating. And I love how you describe, you know, God or faith and, you know, whatever religion or spirit, like I'm, like I'm, I'm a spiritual and, uh, you know, but what's interesting is that um, you talk about this idea of, you know, um, in this world that we live in, and I think it's going into chaos and, you know, just erosion of morals and values you know it doesn't have to be religion based but it's just you know greed and corruption so talk about being an influencer and how your faith is um you know how you had to stay steadfast and um making a difference through your work honestly that has been something i've been working on um for a while i really didn't uh pick a side on instagram if you will i would just stick to posting pictures about my pottery and that pretty much was um, my social media presence at the time. Um, but then the Lord put that on my heart to write this book. And so once it's um, once it got accepted to be published, honestly, I started realizing that I needed to do a lot of marketing. And that involves me being very vulnerable with my viewers and being very honest, showing exactly who I am and what I believe in. And so the whole time, you know, I was trying to stay as neutral as possible and I was really convicted in that. And the Lord was really challenging me in that way that he instructed me to write this book and he's allowing it to be published. And it's such an amazing honor and accomplishment to have God the Artist be published. Um, but in the same way, I now need to spread the word, spread the good news, tell about my book and um, market myself in that way. So over the past few months, my page has become a lot more personal, a lot more vulnerable, and it has become a lot more Christian. And it's amazing to see the response to that. Um, when I do become vulnerable and share my story, I get so many more comments. So many more people are able to relate to hearing a story, hearing my background, hearing about the days that I mess up or um, the good and the bad, telling all of my life. And they're able to really connect with me in that way. And it's amazing that I've been able to reach more people and have more followers by being vulnerable and revealing myself in this way, because I thought staying neutral and showing pretty pictures of pottery would be more successful than actually showing my true self. And um, that's just not true. So it's been really encouraging to see that. 
Mm. Yeah, I love that. The other thing that really stood out to me when we're was when you were talking was um this idea of um using downtime for periods of creative creative and um you know recently you know a couple of weeks because we've had um freezes and you know uh you know covid and all these you know and then it's just basically if the whole world shuts down you can work on your youtube or instagram or you know your etsy store and um you know it's just basically you know things can continue and you can build that which i really enjoy and um and you also talk about you know um you know the universe or god or you know whoever you worship what you worship is um they you know speaking through you and kind of you know these nudges and hints um so moving on like you, you talk about um writing a book which is really interesting um we'll get into the business side of that but talk about um as a biz, small business owner in our world you have to navigate both creative and commercial aspects and what are some of the most significant challenges and rewards in managing this business and how has this influenced your approach that's a great question i would say probably the biggest challenge is navigating like you say do you make what sells and what is trendy at the time or do you stick true to what you enjoy making um and i've done both i've made things that i was hoping would sell and maybe they sold maybe they didn't and if it's not fun for me if i'm not enjoying making what i'm doing if i'm just making it to sell and then it doesn't sell now what am i supposed to do so my approach has really been to make what i enjoy making um, and find my market, find my clients who appreciate my work. And so that sometimes involves me selling wholesale to states that I've never been to, or it might be that I'm going to very specific shops and specific galleries and trying to get my work in there that way. And um, it's just all these different things like that that I'm trying to make happen. Um, but you, you never know what's going to happen. So it's also about being flexible and allowing yourself to um, try different things. So I'm always trying new things, seeing, and sometimes something I like to make doesn't sell as well as something else that I still like to make, but maybe not as well. So I've learned, you know, you do have to sell product to be able to buy supplies to make more product. So there is a time where I am like selling things and um, I have some pieces that I just know I'm going into the studio, I'm making these pieces. They might not be my favorite things to make, but they are the things that fund me making the things I love to make. So it's kind of that balance in that way. It's similar to like someone who has works a job to pay the bills, you know, they, they may not really enjoy it, but it's kind of, it funds, you know, their lifestyle and um, which is uh, quite interesting. So I'm really interested in this marketing part because um so I'm assuming your book was self-published. Um, is that if that's uh, going? No, actually, yeah, actually, it's published with Morgan James Publishing in New York. Um, but the way that it's traditionally published, but the way that that works nowadays is they get it into those big bookstores for me, and I'm supposed to sell it everywhere else. So yeah, but the name Morgan James does lend itself to thinking that that could be my company, but no. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's really interesting this dichotomy between um, traditional publishing and self-publishing, and uh, there's you know pros and cons which the um, audience can go to um, uh, Morgan's uh, website to check it out. Uh, I'm I'm really curious about this um, uh, ceramic store because um, I'm sure you go on tours or you go to conventions and conferences and you uh, reach out. I'm sure you have you also have the so your social media to 
help promote it. Talk about how you do that. I, I find that really fascinating. Yeah, for selling pottery, I try to um, have, a, however you say it, whatever the idiom is, I try to have a, a an egg in every basket, I guess is a good way to put it. But um, so I am selling online. I sell wholesale through FAIR. Um, it's, an, it's kind of like Etsy, but for retail shops who want to buy at wholesale prices. So I do that. I sell on Etsy as well. Um, but pottery sells the best in person because it, again, is that relationship. If you're buying a mug, you want to know how that handle feels in your hand and how that cup weight ratio is going to feel when you're drinking your coffee out of it. Um, and it's just a very personal kind of thing to buy because it's so handmade. So um, a lot of sales are in person, which means you're right. I am going to shows and I do festivals. Um, kind of fall and winter is like the show season. Um, but I also do a residency once a year in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. It's more of like a tourist vacation town. So I'll go up there for a week and sell my things. Um, but I really try to stay as versatile and uh, diversified as possible, just trying to sell in as many different markets as possible. Um, but also, I really, really love the idea of getting into galleries. Um, and so there's different ways to do that. You can pay for a booth space or you can... Um, like do it consignment. So like you would take commission and then the gallery would take commission. Um, but basically it's, it's great because you have your pieces out constantly. So I have a different full-time job so I can get benefits and all that good stuff. Um, so I don't have the time to man my own shop, so to speak. So yeah. being in these galleries, I'm in um, about 10 galleries between three different States. So being in these galleries really allows me to be able to, um, have my work visible seven days a week and people can go in people traveling all different places can go see my pieces and buy them as soon as they want to as soon as they walk in the door um, and so that's another really successful way to sell pottery too yeah really it, it reminds me of uh because like when i wrote my books i was uh going on tours in different cities and uh going into bookstores and uh, you know selling online and you know also as getting into conventions and networking with um, key influencers to get, you know, get on stages, uh, which is really interesting, you know, that that hustle. You know, one final question is this community and creativity, and you're actively involved in your church's youth program. You have a active, you have a strong presence in, um, in North Carolina. And how do you see your role in communities? How does this sense of community feed back into your creative process and your work as a artist and author? So one very easy way to have community is through pottery, um, doing shows together. I'm constantly seeing people um, who did last week's show. Now they're at this week's show. So it's great to catch up with people that way. Um, I also share studio space with people. So we're always in there together. Um, and the pottery community is amazing because while we're all selling pottery and in a way we're all in competition with each other, we also love to just help each other. We love to carry things in, help people get, get pots because pots are heavy to carry around. Um, so we, we love to just pride, provide that muscle and help people in that way. But we also love to share glaze recipes, techniques, tricks, um, any kind of way we can help each other. I think that's just such a beautiful community to have. Um, but you're right. I do also serve at my church and in the youth program. And it's just another really amazing way to give back. Um, I'm working with seventh grade girls. I'm one of the youth leaders. And it's amazing to see like 
you know, I had my back surgery when I was in eighth grade. And so these girls are roughly um, my same age when I ex experienced that and when my faith really became my own. And so being able to provide and just kind of come full circle and give back to that um, has been really powerful. And I've even been allowed to come in and um, do pottery workshops for the students and teach pottery classes through the church. Um, so I'm hoping that I can inspire young artists who maybe have never thrown on a pottery wheel before or had that experience. I can encourage them um, to find a passion in something just like I did um, all those years ago when I was their age. So I do think it's really important to really invest in um, the next generations and encourage them in ways that they might not even know are possible. Yeah, I love that. How how can people find out more about you? The best place is my website, and that's just my name. So www.morganmccarver.com. From there, you can follow me on social media. You can sign up for my newsletter. You can um, shop my book. You can shop my Etsy page or my fair site, and um, you can contact me that way. So I'd love to hear from you guys. And for all the audience out there listening, Morgan, for coming onto the show and um be sure to check out her social media, give her a follow and like, and be sure to check out her Etsy store as well. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great conversation.